0: We have a website called Jersey Dispatch. you got to talk about jerseys. And we have tonight an NHL jersey, guys. He goes by on social media and Twitter and Instagram. Dan Oliveto. And we have him here talking about hockey history and jerseys. Coming up in a moment. Hi, my name's Darren Hayes, and I know you've heard me on the and Dispatch talking about football history for years. Well, now I'm on a new mission, a quest to find sports history in other sports, as well as football, by learning through the jerseys and the apparel and the gear that the players wore and the franchises supplied their teams. It's an educational trip, and I'm taking you with me day by day, player by player, uniform by uniform, the Sports Jersey Dispatch.
1: Hello, my friends. This is Darren Hayes of the Sports Jersey Dispatch Podcast,
0: and welcome once again to the Pigpen. We have a really special treat here today. You know, we try to cover all of team sports, and we have a real privilege to talk to a gentleman that on Twitter calls himself the NHL Jersey guy, Dan Oliveto. Dan, welcome to the Pigpen.
2: Thanks, Darren. Uh, Appreciate appreciate the invite. Uh, Happy to come on board uh yeah i am the nhl jersey guy on on both twitter and instagram uh i you know sell jerseys uh any jerseys new old ccm coho adidas uh you name it it's probably passed through my hands got a strong passion for for hockey jerseys and and uh looking forward to discussing uh the history of jerseys my passion and answering any questions you have darren
0: Okay, great. Well, I guess before we get into it, why don't you, if you're uh, selling the jerseys, let's uh, get your website or where people can go to find these jerseys at, and uh, we'll plug it again at the end of the show too.
2: Yeah. So it's actually, I do all of my commerce through Twitter and, uh, and Instagram. I don't actually have a .com site. Um, so I sell through PayPal. People can DM me on, on jerseys that that I put up pictures of for sale, um, and then they, they DM me, I, they PayPal me, and I, I send them a shipping uh, notification, and they get it in two to three days if they're stateside if they're abroad obviously that's a little bit slower
0: <laughs> okay all right that's that's I think everything's a little bit slower everywhere to, in these days and age that's for sure so, <laughs> so what how did you get into the passion of uh, liking hockey jerseys to the point of calling yourself the NHL jersey guy
2: yeah so um you know growing up it's actually kind of funny you think in the northeast everyone's a big big hockey fan um not where I grew up so I'm from Jersey uh central jersey to be exact and um probably the only one of my friends that's that's a big big hockey fan um and i really own that and one thing that i've i've noticed is hockey jerseys unlike the other uh major sports in in north america are extremely unique they're the only jersey with uh you know a big bold logo on the front um and just the the player on the back so uh you know for me that was that was eye-catching the different colors and stripings that that the league used or teams used caught my eye and and i would wear them to school and people be like what is that who is that i want to know what what team that is and and it kind of took off and and um you know now with with the internet and and being able to check scores it's it's a little bit easier to comb through my collection and see what teams are playing and and uh and who i want to root for that night but yeah growing up uh, in the '90s, that was kind of the heyday for for hockey jerseys. I think that's when teams um, kind of went for their boldest patterns, uh, as you can see with the uh, the Mighty Ducks. But uh, <laughs> um, and I've got a few over here when when we get into a, a little bit more of the history of, of where the NHL is, has been and where it's going. But uh, for me, it's it's it was the eye catching colors and growing up in in the boldest era for jerseys.
0: Yeah, I mean hockey, like you say, it's so interesting. Uh, the logos, because you've got those those classic, you know, logos that uh, you know, like the Canadians and uh, the Blackhawks and, and yep. some others, and then you got these new newer ones, you know, like the Mighty Ducks. So I guess they're not so new anymore. And you know, now the Kraken and and teams yeah. like that. It's just a unique blend of uh, some really. Great colors, uh, great uh, logos and just some awesome jerseys and I, I take it you' you're a guy that calls them jerseys and not sweaters. I know there's that debate going around a little bit.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah I am uh, I call them jerseys. I have an older brother who calls them sweaters, so uh, it might be a generational thing. Uh, but yeah, I am. That's why I am the Jersey guy and not the sweater guy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Probably wouldn't hold as much oomph if you said I'm the NHL sweater guy. Maybe, you know, they think of Mr. Rogers or something, (laughs) but yeah, I I live, uh, you know, right on Lake Erie. So we get a lot of, as a kid, I can remember, uh, you know, watching hockey night in Canada, you know, coming from over in London, Ontario, coming across the, the lake and we'd get, you know, tune in before cable, you know, I'm, I'm a little older than you, Dan. So, <laughs> but that was, that was like a, a guilty pleasure. We would get to watch, you know, hockey night in Canada and just see some of those great uh, players and teams, you know, watching Gordie Howe near the end of his career in Baltimore oh, yeah. and you know just some of the great hockey that was back then. And, you know, now we have some tremendous hockey too. So who I take it in Jersey, would you be following the devils then, or are you uh...
2: Yeah, I am. Yeah. Uh, I am a devil fan. So growing up being a devil fan was easy. Uh, you know, you had Marty bird the greatest goalie to, to ever play. Um, so three Stanley cups in, in, uh, in a short span growing up was easy, but, but now it's a little bit tougher. Uh, the team seems to be sputtering, but I think that's a, a conversation for another day that, uh, the team can't get out of its own way, but yeah, growing up Dell fan easy, I'm still passionate, still go to the games, but, uh, They've fallen on some hard times here in the last 10 years.
0: <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you know, despite what the team is doing today, they have one of the, probably one of the greatest logos around and names. It's just kind of just really cool. I was, you know, we're, we're uh, just for the listener. We're recording this on February fourteenth, and I'm sorry, Dan. I'm a Penguins fan, so watching yesterday, having quite a bit with the uh, the logos <laughs> of the Devils, you know, playing the Penguins, uh, I just sat there admiring. It, like, wow, that is really a cool uh, jersey and uh, you know, logo that's on it. And uh, you know, do you have any anything to talk about on, on that, any history or anything on the Devils?
2: Yeah. So the Devils, I mean. They've always kept their jerseys pretty conservative. Um, So they've, so they moved from Kansas city to Colorado, then over to New Jersey. Um, They started with colors, green, white, and red. Um, Then they modernized right about 92. uh, They added black. So they changed the green in for the black um, and they've been red and black with the same Jersey from, 92, all the way up until about 2020, I think when Adidas took the contract and the only thing that changed when Adidas took over the contract was the Devils had a a stripe, an apron stripe that went around the bottom of the Jersey and Adidas got rid of that, but they kept, they kept the logo, they kept the colors and they kept the striping on the sleeves. So the Devils, it's funny, you know, when I go through uh, different websites and they rank every team's Jersey, it's always like, well, the Devils only had two until this year when they came out with the the Jersey Jersey alternate. Um, so there wasn't a whole lot to rank. You either liked the green jerseys, which they dubbed the Christmas tree jerseys, or you hated them. Um, I love them because it's something different, something new. Um, but yeah, not a, not a ton of history. Lou Lamorello was, was uh, the GM for a very, very long time. And he said, I'm only focused with winning and I'm focused with the product on the ice. I don't want to get concerned with any of the, the uh, cosmetic things that go into hockey. So, um, you know, if you look at where he is now with, with the Islanders, uh, the NHL went through something last year called the reverse retro. Um, So they took old time jerseys and gave them a modern twist, usually tweaking colors, inverting stripes. The only change that the Islanders did was they flipped an orange and white stripe and made the Jersey Navy instead of a Royal blue. Um, so <laughs> Ooh, Lou wants that's, nothing that's, to that's do really
0: risky. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Lou wants nothing to do with, with the frills. He's all about the product on the ice. So, um, next year the NHL is, uh, going to bring back reverse retros. So people are saying, um, so I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know. Maybe he'll flip, flip the orange and white back. And, and, uh, and maybe make the jersey black or something, something subtle, but uh, I, I'm not optimistic that they they bring back any of their their classics.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, uh, maybe before we get in, into more of the modern jerseys, though, I know you have a little bit of history on uh, the jerseys that you want to talk about. Maybe you could fill us in on some of that.
2: Yeah. So, you know, my my history is, like I said, through the 90s and 2000s, when when the NHL was was having their boldest impact um, probably in an effort to grow the game. So you see a lot of teams with, with really, really interesting, uh, design. So <clears throat> the NHL launched all these different designs, you know, the ducks, I've got a few jerseys over here that I'll, I'll pull over as I, as I talk, but <clears throat> the NHL wanted, wanted to catch the fever of the nineties. So, you know, the bold, bold look, um, they went out with, with patterns that the coyotes wore the Kachinas um so that might actually look a little bit familiar uh the coyotes did come back uh, with that exact look they went back to their 90s look um in an effort to recapture kids like me who grew up probably couldn't afford jerseys growing up with with the allowance that they got and now you know have full-time jobs and say well yeah i want that that's nostalgic um
0: Now, maybe we could describe it because we're going to have, a you know, this is a, a podcast, so the listeners aren't uh, visual. You and I are, are seeing it, but, the, you know, the if you describe that Coyote's jersey a little bit, you know, the Kachinas on, on the sleeve there, you know, the
2: Southwestern yes. look to it. So on the sleeves, there's there's uh, sleeves and around the collar, there's about a, a very a tribal pattern. Uh, um, there it is. Uh, there's about a tribal pattern, um, that just says Phoenix coyotes. So, um, <clears throat> it's, it's fairly, um, I'm going to say bold a lot on this podcast, but, uh, it's a very, very bold and unique look. And a lot of people, um, around professional sports love it. I mean, the coyote forms kind of an A for Arizona. Um, and, and they really, they really did a good job paying homage to, uh, to the native Americans that, you know, that are living in, in, uh, Arizona.
0: Yeah that that's really cool. Hey uh, my my mother lived down in Phoenix for a while so I, I got familiar with that and she actually flew uh some of the teams around. She was oh, uh wow. a flight attendant on sports chess, so she flew like when Gretzky was was coaching and owning them so she got to to meet him and, and things like that which is kind of cool. Do uh, You
2: have any fun stories you can share some- about that? <laughs>
0: Well, well, she couldn't. You know, you she wasn't allowed to take pictures sure, or get autographs sure. or sort of thing. But there was one time, the year that uh, she was flying the Boston Celtics when they won the NBA championship, and she landed with them. And it took off and flew the Blackhawks and the night that they won the cup. So wow. two nights, she had the NBA championship trophy and the Stanley cup on her planes in two different nights. So wow. Two champion teams. So it was just kind of cool. You know, so
2: that's yeah. Those must've been uh, super fun flights.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. And actually, um, my next door neighbor, who played, he played uh, on the Canadian Junior team with Gretzky. Wow! So my my and he played uh, lower levels. We had uh, the ECHL here back in the seventies and eighties. Uh, Erie Blades. Okay. Uh, they played in the same league as the Johnstown Chiefs. If you remember from the movie yep. Slapshot. Yep. <laughs> Johnstown Chiefs. So that was the big rival back then. But uh, yeah, he he played on on that team. But he the juniors he played with uh, with Gretzky on the Canadian Junior team. So it's just. So they, they got, had a little bit of reminiscing too, through my mother. So,
2: wow. That's, that, awesome. that's my claim to fame in <laughs> hockey. <So> that's, <laughs> uh, that's a pretty good one.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, other than that, well, Connor McDavid played here. We have an OHL. Erie Otters. Yeah, Erie Otters. Yes. And Connor McDavid played here a few years back. And there a couple of times you'd be out to eat and you see, you know, Connor and some of the other otters would sit down at the table next you, and you get to say, Hey, you know. Pretty good, dude, but uh, <laughs> a lot more popular now.
2: <laughs> sure, yeah, of course, he's uh, one of the best of our generation. I don't no, think he'll be sure. as good as Gretzky, but uh, I don't think anybody will be. <laughs> no,
0: no, still pretty good. <laughs> pretty
2: good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: So, well, okay, um so we had the, okay the, the Coyotes. Uh, you said you had a couple other jerseys to talk about.
2: Yeah, so you know, you go, you look at, and I mentioned the Islanders, and and. Their reverse retro, or lack thereof. Um, a lot of people were hoping the Islanders would bring back something called the Fisherman Jersey. Um, now, to describe what this jersey looks like, um, imagine the Gordon Fisherman, you know, the the seafood company. Uh, I got holding, a,
0: a picture in a yellow raincoat <laughs> <laughs>
2: holding holding a stick, and it says Islanders, and it looks like it has a uh, toothpaste swirl on it. Um, oh
0: yeah, yeah, you're right.
2: You you tell me if I, if I nailed that.
0: (laughs) Oh, you did. You did. It looks like there might be some, uh, trademark infringement by the Islanders. (laughs) The fish stick guys will be chasing them there.
2: (laughs) So, uh, this Jersey, um, this is probably the biggest, uh, cult Jersey. Either you love it or you hate it. Uh, a lot of people hated it. I think it's starting uh, to get a lot of popularity now because it's been retired for so long, and every year the Islanders tease some memorabilia with it, and we think we're going to get a relaunch of it. But uh, like I said earlier, with Lou Lamorello behind the scenes, I, I don't know how, how soon this jersey is going to be coming back. But uh, fun fact about about that jersey, that's the jersey that uh, that set me off, really. Um, so that's the jersey that um, made me fall in love with the uh, – with hockey really i mean that it, the colors were so bright and vibrant um and it was just a fun logo um and i think what you know probably played a little bit into it was you know growing up I don't know, maybe three. And my brother was obviously a diehard devil fan. And that's how I became the devil fan. But I want it to be a little bit different. Um, so I would ask for things with that logo on them. Um, hmm. And that's really what would set it off. So I think if they ever launched it again, I would definitely buy it. I would wear it proudly, um, despite being a devil fan. But you know that, I think, in my opinion, is, is probably one of the best jerseys ever made um, in the history of any major sport.
0: Now, now, how do your fellow uh, New Jerseyites uh, feel about you wearing uh, some something from the, the big city across the the river?
2: Yeah, so it's because the Devils are such a small market team, and, and a lot of my friends, their their parents grew up, um, you know, without the Devils. The Devils came here in 80, 82, 83. Um, they were already Islander fan, Ranger fans, and, you know, some flyer fans. So um, I am really an outcast <laughs> rooting, rooting for the devils and and being such a big hockey fan. So um, they don't mind it. They, they actually like the culture thrill when I, when I take jerseys out and they're like, you know, still from when I was in school, as I mentioned earlier, where it's what jersey is that, who is that uh, you know, where do they play? What are the, you know, it's, it's, uh, a culture thrill for everybody. And for me, it's just kind of showing off the collection that I've, I've cultivated over the last, you know, 10, 15 years.
0: <laughs> now, how are you pretty much equal distant from, from all four of those teams? You know, you got the you know, devils, you got the flyers, like you said, the Rangers and the Islanders, are you all pretty like within driving distance to go watch a game? If you had to go. Through?
2: Oh yeah. So the flyers are about 45 minutes to an hour. The devils are 30 to 45 the rangers, you know, because you got to cross into the city, so it's a little bit longer, maybe an hour, hour 15, where you take the train. And then the islanders are the are the outcasts because they're out there on Long Island, and Long Island traffic is not to be messed with. Uh, probably, you know, a two or three hour drive.
0: Well, Doable. I'm from... I'm from Western Pennsylvania, so any, any traffic out there on, on your side streets is, is a lot for me to handle like, <laughs> I've gone <gotten> to <a> visit. <laughs>
2: so. Yeah, it's, it's a problem. But, yeah, me and my, uh, my brother, uh, we always wanted to go to the Coliseum um, before they, they moved to their new arena this year. So last year was the last year for the Coliseum in, in Nassau. And, and thankfully, in the back half of the year with COVID and everything going on, they opened up for fans. Um, so we did get to see the Coliseum before they moved out. Um, and we went on a Saturday the game was at seven and I think we had to leave the house about three, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. to get there. So we were, we're planning to go, uh, see the new arena in March. So, uh, I'll check in with you to see if, uh, if the location's any better and it's a shorter drive. <laughs>
0: yeah, most definitely. Please do. <laughs> now, have you been to any other arenas other than those four?
2: Oh gosh, yeah. So I've I've been to I think sixteen. Okay. So that's a a passion of mine, is sports tourism. So I've been to twenty two ballparks, major league ballparks, and then sixteen hockey arenas. Um, It's a little bit interesting. So the hockey arenas, you're really judging them on what the outside can bring to you, because obviously the playing surface is is the same everywhere. You know, how's fan engagement, Um, and then baseball obviously is very different because every field is custom made it feels um but yeah i love to see the cities that that these teams play in i love to see you know what fan experiences they can give their their fans on game day um you know going when the team is good is obviously a plus but sometimes calendars the way they are you just have to go whenever like for my bachelor party in november we went to go see the coyotes and um they're bad (laughs) just to put it (laughs) bluntly. They're bad. Um, so, so, uh, they were actually playing Minnesota. So there was a ton of snowbirds in, in from Minnesota, um, to the point where when the wild scored, it sounded like a home game for them rather than the coyotes. But, uh, fan experience is pretty low. I think, you know, the coyotes have been in the news for negative reasons lately, uh, with their arena deal. But yeah, that arena, probably one of the worst I've been to, um, it's, Bland fan experience is low. Um, They have a neat little mall outside the arena where there's bars and things like that. But when the team's not good, there's not a whole lot going on.
0: (laughs) Now, how how crazy is that to be you know, you're in the middle of the desert, 100 degrees outside, and then you go and you're watching guys skating around on ice inside? (laughs) Yeah, it sort of still blows my mind a little bit.
2: (laughs) That's my kind of hockey. So, you know, I was in the pool the day of, you know, swimming in the morning, and then Put my shorts on and, and I'm in a in an ice rink and it's you know seventy five degrees at night. You know, obviously the desert is dropping a little bit, but uh it was awesome. It was <laughs> I how I think hockey should be played is uh, you know, you'd think it should be cold, but it's nice going to the rink in shorts and uh not having to wear a jacket. <laughs>
0: Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. Now, do they still, I know but they were having problems like when the Florida Panthers first started playing and they were having some success, especially like in June and July, when, uh, or not June, July, May and June, when they were having the, the finals and you know, the, the well into the playoffs, they're having trouble with it being so warm out that the ice was, you know, getting a little slushy, slowing the skaters down a little bit. Did you, did you notice any of that in Arizona?
2: Uh, not really. Um, I think they do a pretty good job of, of keeping up with it there. Um, you know, funny story on, on the slush and, and it's not a game that I went to the NHL did an outdoor series, uh, at Lake Tahoe last year, uh, during COVID. So no fans could go. It was the avalanche, uh, and I think Vegas and they played on an outdoor rink in Lake Tahoe and the sun was beating down and they had to pause the game midway through. Um, the ice was slush. There was divots in the ice. Uh, players were worried they were going to get hurt. So the NHL said, you know what, we're going to pause it and we're going to resume it at night. Uh, I think the game kicked back off at 11 p.m. Eastern time. And so, you know, lengthy, lengthy delay. Um, but, yeah, I think that's the the worst ice condition I think I've ever heard of was, was fans or players you know, petitioning the refs, Hey, we got to get off. I mean, there's, we're going to get really hurt. The ice is literally melting when we skate on it. Um, But yeah, the, in the, in the buildings, I think Florida has a unique issue probably because their buildings are packed (laughs) because they're good. Uh, And the, and the coyotes, maybe they're not generating that much body heat because there's not many fans going, but yeah, the, the ice looked pretty good when we were there.
0: Now I haven't paid attention to it lately, though. But does uh, Florida still throw the the octopus out on the, the ice? Were not they the ones that were doing that about a decade ago?
2: So the uh, the Panthers throw rats on the ice. Um, oh, the rat. Okay. And I I think it's because they're they're hunting. I don't honestly know the full story behind that, um, but the the Red Wings are the ones that throw the octopus.
0: Okay. Um, Red Wings. Okay.
2: Okay. So they've tried to really really uh, curtail that. They they don't like it. Uh, I think PETA started getting on their case uh, with fans bringing in Octopus. Um, I thought it was a great tradition, really riled the fans up. Uh, an unbelievable experience going to the Joe. Uh, that was another arena me and my brother went to in the last year, uh, <clears throat> the Joe Lewis Arena. And again, they were really bad, but they, Red Wings fans packed the house. It was it felt like a playoff game and the team was nowhere near the playoffs and it was April. Um, so that was an unbelievable experience unfortunately didn't see the octopus but um if i could travel back in time i would tell everybody you got to go see a game at the joe because it's electric it's it's a true old barn um one concourse where everybody files into you either going up or down um it was what an experience i think one of my favorite hockey experiences outside of uh going to the finals in 2012 with the devils
0: okay all right uh all right. Now getting back into the, the jerseys a little bit. Okay. Besides having uh, you know, the a devil's Jersey on, cause that's your team who what's your, your favorite Jersey. And maybe it's not one that you even own, but what's your favorite Jersey of all time. And l- l- let me know a little bit. Why, why it's
2: your favorite. Yeah. gotta be, gotta be the fisherman Jersey. Uh, that, okay. that, that I mentioned a little bit earlier from the Islanders. Like I said, it's a, the vibrant colors, the unique logo. Um, and, and maybe just that little bit of rivalry with my brother growing up. Obviously, I, I think I wised up and, and came over to the right side as a devil fan. But um, yeah, that I think, you know, when they were on the road, it would be a Navy jersey and home, it'd be white. It was, it popped. Uh, the orange on it popped, the turquoise on it popped. It, it was really, really eye-catching. And I think that that is probably why it's my favorite. Um, you know, I wish I could go back and ask myself when I was, young, you know why do you like this so much and carry that knowledge with me? but yeah if looking at it now, you know it's right next to me it's it's you know all the different colors mesh well together and it's just a unique design. So a lot of teams go with you know straight um, straight or slanted uh, stripes. <clears throat> the toothpaste <laughs> swirl for lack of a better term. look of this jersey um, is just something so different and and unique even for the nineties um, you know, we, we talked about the coyotes a little bit doing their tribal patterns, which was unique, but, but the Islanders really using something swirly. looks like it could be maybe a minor league Jersey. It just was, was eye catching. Um, and uh, like I said, if, if they, if the Islanders ever brought it back, I think I'd have to buy a, a reboot of it as well.
0: <laughs> now we had uh we, I just went to an otters game. Uh, they were playing uh Flint, uh I think Flint firebirds, I think is their, their nickname on on Saturday night. They were here in Erie and they had breast cancer night at the otters. So the otters came out in these uh, normally they're like a, a dark blue with some, some red in it. Uh, of course they change colors all the time. That's their normal jerseys, but they had this fluorescent pink Jersey on with, with, is either black or dark blue and boy, did they pop? I, I took some pictures of it and I'll have to post those up on there. Now that I think of it, but they, they were, they were really pretty cool just for a special unique jersey. Of course they were raffling them off and sure. trying to make uh raise money for the breast cancer for to help the ladies out. And uh, I, I just thought that was kind of a neat thing, but I think my, my all-time favorite, and I'm, like I said, I'm a little bit old school. I love like the the 69, 70 penguins jerseys back in their light blue. Yeah. The, the, that, you know, the retro penguin with the, the, you know, with the hockey stick and he's getting ready to, you know, take a face off or something. (laughs) And those big, bold, like white stripes down the, down the sleeve. I I just love, love that, you know, and it's just, just so simple, but it's, it's cool. And, uh, you know, you know, you get to see the powder blues every once in a while.
2: Yeah. You know, fun fact about the powder blues, the, uh, they wore them, I think, for a, a special event night, maybe a retro night. Um, Crosby got a concussion that night. <clears throat> he came back. They wore him again the next season. He got another concussion. He came back. They wore him again. He got hurt to the point where management was like, "We're done. We're, we're these these are bad luck. We're not wearing these anymore." Um, <laughs> so they they put them on the shelf. And I don't know if they revisit them after Crosby retires, but. I thought that was pretty funny that, that you have, you know, ownership who's who sees a money potential in in selling retro jerseys to say, no, we, we can't take on the superstition that that our best player is going to get hurt again.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I I didn't realize that, but yeah, maybe maybe I don't like them anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Sid, Sid, the kids getting hurt with them. You don't want that to happen. So, okay. Now you have, I mean, everybody has that team that that when they face your team, you're just the team that you just, you know, just, you know, strikes your iron and you just, you know, you you don't really like them, but you hate them. Okay. They're yeah. your rival. And they always have that one player. That's just, you know, a real pain in the ass, you know, <laughs> You really don't, don't like them, but everybody has it, but you look at them, you know, boy, your, your jerseys are just really cool. And a, the dude's a great player. Do you, do you have a player in a Jersey like that, that in mind that, <sighs>
2: So I, I, you know, I hate the Rangers, uh, I, every bone in my body. I think they're, they're the least favorite, uh, team of all four. I, I cannot stand anything Rangers, but you know, you look at, at the Liberty jerseys that they had with, uh, with the statue of Liberty head. it's at NYR. Those, those were, again, I think either early two thousands or late nineties, but those popped, um, and you know, Gretzky wore that for a year. So I think if I ever came across, I don't have any Ranger jerseys in my, in my collection. And I don't know if I, if I ever could bring myself to do it, cause I know I'd never wear it. Um, but I, I think if, if I ever got a, a, a really, really good beat on a, on a Gretzky jersey with, uh, with a Liberty hat, I, I think I'd have to buy it. I think I'd have to pull the trigger on it. You know, I've got, I think probably a hundred jerseys at this point, none are Rangers, wow. um, that would have to be the first and probably the only one.
0: <laughs> okay, so so other than the Rangers jersey in your collection right now, um, how how many teams do you have? Like, how uh, many teams I, don't. You have maybe. That's yeah, I think it's I think I I it's have. better to go that way.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm missing uh, the Flyers and uh, you know the Kraken just because they're new. Um, and I think that's it. I'm I'm combing through my head. I think I'm down and obviously the Rangers. So Rangers, Flyers, Kraken. Um.
0: Not two of your local teams, huh? That's
2: the Flyers. There, another one. You know, it's like, am I ever really going to wear this? I don't think so. Um, but maybe at some point when I get older, just to complete the collection to say I have every team. But uh, yeah, I think just those three are the only ones that I'm missing.
0: Wow, that, that, that's pretty impressive. <laughs> <laughs> Very impressive. Okay, so. Now tell us a little bit about, um, you know, I, I see your posts all the time, um, and maybe share with the listeners what you, you know, besides your set selling of it, uh, what do you usually share on your social media posts?
2: Yeah. So, I mean, if you can, if you can filter through my, uh, my rage tweets when the devils are are going nowhere fast, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, you'll see me just commenting basically on, on you know, special event jerseys that are, that are going on, you know, I, it caught my eye this morning. I didn't see it. And, and I'll probably tweet about it when, you know, when we hang up here is um, the Springfield isotopes are, or the Springfield Thunderbirds. They are a AHL affiliate, I believe of the Bruins could be wrong on that. Um, but they had a Jersey, a special event Jersey called the Springfield isotopes. Um, and it was a Simpsons themed Jersey and it's fan designed, you know, with, with everything that looks like, the Albuquerque isotopes or the Springfield isotopes um, with that Simpsons spin on it. Uh, now that was probably one of the more unique things I've, I've seen. I, I love them playing up their Springfield name um, and just, you know, eye. So, so generally, you know, things like that, you know, a little bit of a tangent there, but you know, just catching my eye, what, what teams are wearing special event jerseys, you know, are there throwbacks that they're going to that night? Um, you know, how are Jersey matchups looking? So, um just kind of all over. I think when the NHL comes out with the reverse retro again uh, next year, I'll probably get in, you know, a little bit deep. And as to what jerseys I, I really like out of that, what I don't, I think I did a, a, a ranking chart when they first came out with, I'll call it reverse retro 1.0. Um, but I'll probably do that again for a reverse retro 2.0. You know, who are the winners losers of, of that? So kind of all over it's, it's not really structured. It's, it's more of, um, you know, what's catching my eye at at any given point and, and a whole lot of, uh, of rage tweets at the devils.
0: (laughs) Okay. Well, Hey, that's, that's part of fandom. You know, you gotta, (laughs) you know, you're passionate fan when you can uh, scream at your own team and, I believe me. I I do that on my teams. That's for sure. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm a, I'm a Steelers fan in football, and I'm I threw uh, many things at the TV this year. So, <laughs> <laughs> quite upset. Hey, so, at least we made week.
2: the playoffs. I uh, I'm a Giant yeah. fan, so that's <laughs> <laughs> that's a story for another day.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, well, we have quite a few Giants fans here too. actually my wife's family is all from Vermont originally, and they okay. they're, they're big Giants fans. So we've we had some back and forth over the last uh, couple of decades. So it's been kind of fun, but uh, nice. well, Dan, Dan, why don't, why don't you go ahead? And let's uh, plug, plug your social media a little bit uh, again. And uh, for people want to pick up some jerseys from you and uh, sure. I guess maybe tell us what, what kind of jerseys can they get? Can they get like retro jerseys or is it all? Oh yeah. So, or-
2: so I don't do, you know, a whole lot of special requests just because it's so hard to field and, and, and people have um, some pretty unique, requests <laughs> um, I, I I can't do special requests you know I have you know between Twitter and, and Instagram obviously there's overlap probably 3,000 followers between the two that are maybe unique if everyone sent me a personalized request there's no way I'd be able to get to them all so you know I'm combing through the market you know what's <clears throat> what's a cheap you know jersey that that's authentic. I, I do not sell knockoffs. I've gotten that question a ton. Um, these are all 100%, you know, licensed replicas from actual manufacturers They're not from overseas. Um, they are the, the jerseys that you would go and, and find in a store. Um, but um, yeah, you can get, you can get anything. So I'll, I'll look for, for jerseys that, that I think are a, are a pretty good deal. So obviously um, you know, now that Adidas has a contract, the price of jerseys has gone up astronomically and, it, and it's, it's really not easy to buy jerseys, uh, as a fan, it's just so taxing on, on the wallet. Um, so I, I like to give that outlet that, you know, I find jerseys that you, you can have for a a fairly reasonable price, um, that, you know, are well below what, what adidas is charging for theirs or what ccm would be charging and you know if there's nostalgic jerseys like this like the few that i mentioned on this podcast um that if you went to ebay and tried to buy it on uh you know site on scene it would it would cost you a few hundred bucks but you know come to my page at nhl jersey guy on both twitter and instagram and uh you know you can get it for for you know you know quite a bit less um, the, the percentages vary, obviously the market, it, it comes and goes like anything else. Um, but yeah, I try and give that, that affordable outlet for, for individuals who want to grow their collection, but don't want to break the bank.
0: Uh, uh, hey, that's great. Now what's, what's sort of the, what's the hottest Jersey going right now on your sites? Uh, oh, it's wow. Everybody
2: after wow. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, maybe
0: a hand, maybe there's a handful. Give me.
2: Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I think the, the coyotes Kachina print that one is is kind of a forever green so some people don't like it the way the adidas jerseys are cut so they'll look for for an old school uh ccm um so that's a pretty hot one um you know i think any of the reverse retros that came out because those were limited edition adidas um those are are um wildly popular and I think those on the secondhand market are going anywhere from three to five hundred so those are are nuts right now Hmm. Um, and then anything anything thrashers or whalers um, and Nordiques so kind of like defunct teams those are evergreen Um, you'll you'll you know find anyone on any given day that would that would want one so um, I try and keep my eyes peeled for those um, just because those are a lot of the requests that I get hey I really want to on a baby blue thrashers Jersey. It's like, well, I, you know, some drops I have them, some drops. I don't, the drop that I have coming up on, on February 18th, I have two baby blue and, and a white Reebok. So, you know, if you want a thrashers Jersey, come talk to me. Um, hmm. But yeah, I, I think defunct teams will, will be forever green. And I think, you know, retro of, of any of the Canadian teams will, will also be be evergreen just because of the fandom uh, just North of the border.
0: Okay. Hey, the defunct teams. That's a, that's a great, great topic there. There's plenty of them for the NHL. So, wow. So if you need to want to try to find one of those defunct teams, everybody uh, follow him, Dan Olivetto, the NHL Jersey guy on Twitter and on Instagram. And uh, he will try to hook you up with the Jersey you're looking for. Dan, I appreciate you coming on and uh, sharing the history and sharing your passion with us and on the sports Jersey dispatch.
2: Yeah, thanks so much, Darren. Really, really enjoyed our conversation. And anytime you want to have me again, I'm, I'm more than happy to, uh, to jump on.
0: This penalty kill is almost over. I got to get back out on the ice. But thanks again for joining us for another great edition of Sports Jersey Dispatch Podcast. We'll see you tomorrow.